The only the only time I don't really think I use humor as a for coping is when I'm angry. And I like because I like can't yeah. get there. I can't <laughs> switch like no that. No time for jokes. Like, I'm, ang- <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> period. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Herspective. And welcome to the age of apparently not being able to socialize properly. I'm just (laughs) saying that because before we started, we were chatting about just like all the dating, marriage shows. I don't really know what else to call them. Is it reality TV? Like, is that? I think it's like they're Netflix shows. And I think that does identify as a different kind of topic versus like the bachelor you know what i mean yeah yeah like i guess because they're like very serious and (laughs) (laughs) well i think you know when it comes to a netflix show it's gonna be more along the lines of the ultimatums the love is blinds of the world instead of like yeah, I guess the real true love of The Bachelor. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that, but yeah, <laughs> for I don't me, know. it just what... is different. <laughs> well, this is what we were talking about before we started recording is like, what is this world? Like, and I mean, this totally lends itself to our, our show topic today also. But um, I mean, we want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Like what Jess and I were talking about before we started was that like, are, are we just now a society reduced to like needing these kinds of like I don't know like can we can people not Marriages. find mates or partners like life partners. more organically anymore like but this is what, beyond organic with us this is beyond organic <laughs> unless we're assuming that dating sites and dating apps are dating sites sorry that's that's not even a thing anymore just dating apps <laughs> are what's that match.com yeah exactly that's christianmingle.com I, I don't think that's a thing anymore um <laughs> oh match.com definitely exists still really eHarmony and stuff <laughs> yeah i feel like i see them on infomercials <laughs> are infomercials even like a thing anymore channels yes they very much are i don't have cable so i guess i don't see these things anymore but yeah, I'm just saying, exist. it feels like those are even now like phasing out in the and the modern world of dating consists of Netflix specials. <laughs> yeah. And like, are people kind of thinking like that's appropriate? That's the way you go about it? Like, this came up because we were talking about the ultimatum and we, we will do a show that focuses like more specifically on that. But like, do you give someone an ultimatum? Like to marry you I feel like that's setting yourself up for a disaster I haven't finished the show yet so I will we will debrief on that um when you have a week or so when I have yeah because like, I already gave you a spoiler I My know bad. I don't want any more spoiler alerts I do know a bunch already because obviously I'm late to the game again I creep too I want to and, I, and I did during. creep I creep some insta profiles but um yeah no I it's like just, that they wait and I noticed because I just finished selling Sunset as well. They usually wait a little while after the release date to give people time. Because I'm like, why is nobody posting their partners? So then you have to go and do the Google and, you know, read articles and shit. But anyways, I yeah. think that our, our question is, <laughs> is well, I guess, are, is this the way to date nowadays? But also, is an ultimatum ever a good idea? I, I really think we should do a whole episode. Not just like 
you know, debriefing from the show, but also like just discussing that in general. Like, how can that, how can that be a good way to have a communicative relationship? I just don't. Yeah, I guess what it is is like, is this inspiring? Obviously, people not on these shows, like viewers in relationships, would this inspire you to be like, yeah, that seems like a really good idea. I should do that to my partner. Maybe if you're 23. They don't want to get married yet. They don't want to move in together. They don't want to get engaged yet. Whatever. You're just going to slap them with an ultimatum. However, I will say that I have given my husband an ultimatum before, and it proved to be fruitful. So... What was your ultimatum? And how old were you when you gave it? And um, it, It's recent, like like two weeks ago. Okay. I think that's very different. Um, also, what was it? Because again, I have a feeling it's very different. <laughs> kind of, but I'm not going to give too many details just because like I don't want to do that. I don't know. If share the really intimate be... private details of your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we share pretty, enough. We, we share a lot, but. This tell me is sort after, of just though. like between us. Yeah, I'll tell you after. But yeah, basically, <laughs> it, it was uh, an ultimatum um, that definitely would affect our future, not as a married couple, but like just our life and our lifestyle. Um, and he understands, of course. So he basically I know did what, what I is. said. And, uh, and so that's good. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, my point was that like, I think depending on what the ultimatum is, it might actually work. Now, again, don't want to get too, too deep into ultimatums and the show The Ultimatum because we do want to deep dive into it on an actual episode. But like one thing, yeah, that stood out to me for sure was how young these individuals were. And I think that part alone is just crazy. Like you don't know what you want at that age. I'm sorry for our listeners if you are that age and you're Who like, yes, I do. do. <laughs> Believe me, you don't. And it's not, this is not a diss or like a slight against you. I'm preparing you to, we are preparing you to say like, trust me, at this age, you barely know what you want. Never mind 15 Ugh, years ago. Trust us. Yeah. We're old. We know. But I think there's, there's a couple of things to unpack there. One, again, we'll get more into it. So I'm just going to say this briefly, but... One is they're giving people an ultimatum about their entire future. Like choosing who you're going to marry is one of the biggest decisions of your life Um, and and babies and stuff like that. So like that's a huge thing. It's not like Like, if you don't take me out. Probably the two biggest decisions of your life. So giving somebody, taking away their choice from that is pretty fucked up. Now, when it comes to the ultimatum that you gave your husband, I think that's a little bit different when you already are in a position because now you're in a full-blown committed relationship that does require compromise. So I think that that's and, – and you're also not 23, which makes a huge difference. So yeah, like I, I know I think that's what I'm difference. asking and I know what the consequence – or it's not even a consequence. Well, I guess there is, depending on how you spin it. But I know if I was to give ultimatums, like – I'm making those decisions based on being fully aware of like the outcomes or potential outcomes. And I think that you have proven yourself, not that you always have to prove yourself, but as 
his wife as, you know, you know, the, the boss of the family per se. So I think he knows to respect your opinion more so than, you know, other types of relationships where like a 23 year old is giving her boyfriend of a year an ultimatum to marry her. You know, I think it's a little bit of a different circumstance. (laughs) For sure. And when you're in a truly long term committed partnership which also those people were like barely two years like I'm going on 13 um so I think both of us know my husband and and me like if we're making like or trying to give ultimatum so to speak or compromises um they're 99.99% of the time always going to be for the benefit of us as a couple or a family it's never like a selfish thing where I'm just like I want to spend $10,000 because I want to. Like I want a pair of Louis uh, Louis Vuittons or like a Louis bag or something like ridiculous things like that. Like if you don't let me have it, I'm divorcing you. Like never, ever, ever. Like I would never do something so like frivolous like that. So if he was to give me like a kind of ultimatum, I would have to think about it in the sense that like this is obviously very important and very serious and could you know benefit or if if it was something that he felt strongly about like if we didn't do it could harm our future right so it's like you also, think of it you think about it differently i also and again this is the last thing about it we're of the age where i think when you're a little bit older you realize it's not really necessarily an ultimatum that you're giving your husband mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's something that you're asking for in a respectful um mutually respectful relationship so i think even though i i can't confirm for sure yet what you what your ultimatum was i believe (laughs) i have a feeling i know what it is i think i know what it is (laughs) but i i believe that it's less so of an ultimatum as a request to your husband because this is but is going to be good for the both of you type thing or it's well, just let me just tell prefer. you what I will tell you. What the ultimatum was, if he didn't like do what I was saying, is I withheld sex. Well, so I knew exactly what it was, and so does yeah. everyone now. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> not necessarily, but that's but exactly I, it. That's why I believe that that's not um, technically an ultimatum because yes, you would be withholding sex, but clearly, I think we all know that it's for the reason that a, a really big reason. It's not just because you're a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, But yeah. Anyways. So moving on from that. (laughs) We said we weren't going to disclose it. You basically did. We said we weren't going to dive deep. We basically did. (laughs) No. No, we didn't. But it really could be anything. Um, But yeah, no. That was like a pre-intro to our intro of the episode that we are actually going to do on it. Which is not this. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not this. Think of it as like a twofer episode situation. Yeah. You get this <laughs> you little go- like mysterious banter first and then. <laughs> well, it's just because it's been on my mind a lot lately just because like these shows are just like, I feel like they're coming up all the time now. Like, you know, seem more few and far between before. And now it's like. But I don't take them seriously. I, I, I don't know if people do. Like, I genuinely do not believe that those couples entering on love is blind or uh ultimatum or any of those shows really truly believe like this is the the right way to find a a yeah like i want to be a fly on the wall i want to know what's really in their heads like are they true like i feel like a lot of them are like this is going to skyrocket me into some kind of like 
not I don't know if fame's the right word, but like yeah, kind of yeah, like fame. notoriety because yeah. I mean for you're the first on round, like look at The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, right? Like you're you got exposure. These were nobody. You would never know of these people until this show happened. And some of them are wildly successful, like Caitlin Bristow and like I don't literally don't know anybody else's name because I well Jillian don't Harris, care. but Jillian she was Harris. doing something else. She Anyways. was oh well, she was uh, love it or list it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I loved was she Bachelorette too? I think she was. Maybe I'm I wrong. She was on love it or I, list it. I don't know. I think she was too. I think I heard that and I was like, what? I never knew that. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean I'm glad she's like didn't find her man on the Bachelor. I don't know. Why? I think who's the, her man now? Do you know? Justin Pasuto, I think. That's her husband. I don't know any the, of these Her people. baby daddy. Yeah, I follow oh. her on Insta, though. So, um, But, yeah, like, and and she kind of pops, her name pops up in, in this episode, too, just because we are talking about, like, Funnily enough, all yeah, of she, that. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> but it is just so interesting to me. Like, The Bachelor's been on forever and ever and ever now. And I think I maybe watched season one. I can't stand that shit. And I guess that's why I'm thinking about it because I'm like, this is getting so much bigger and bigger. And I'm just, that's why I said, is society reduced to like, this is how we think we should be finding a mate, like no. competitions, like, I think it's what forcing you said. people into things. Like, it's just I insanity. Think I think it's what you said about now they're going to have, because you, sometimes you watch a show and you know how they're on an island, say, so they're not on their phones. They're normal, have normal amount of followers. And then you check again on their Insta. Now they're uh, verified. They have hundreds of thousands of followers. And I think that's exactly why they're doing it, because not one of them ever ends up in an actual relationship, really. And I mean, I guess 10 percent. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's I guess uh, the odds are that somebody, I guess, will stay in a relationship. So I guess that makes sense. But. You know, most people are not. But then now, guess what they're doing? They have deals and they're making money, I'm sure. So I'm pretty sure that is what's motivating more so than the fact that they think they're going to be married at age 23 or 24. Which is what is so, like, kind of sick about the whole thing, right? Is that, well, it's like, just, you it's are just entertainment. Our, it is entertainment. But I, th- I do believe that a lot of, like, for the ultimatum, these people are actual couples. Like, they were in the world just being a couple. And then they had this opportunity and... They their mind probably got clouded by like the potential because it's not a guarantee, but the potential of going big, getting big, being yeah. known and having endorsements or whatever partnerships, things like that. Um, like, yeah, if you yeah. get verified on Instagram, it's a pretty much sure thing that you're going to be offered partnerships with various brands, whether you choose to take them or not. But um, I mean do you put like you're that's the definition of selling your soul isn't it like that's being a well no a seller, if you want to like... quit if you want that i don't know, know if it's necessarily like a negative thing if you want to get rich it's just you're not it, the show isn't legit but i don't i never thought it would be anyways you know what i mean it's not like to me it's so ridiculous it is like a farce yeah I but guess. i think with those things Fine. I'm not certainly not knocking getting rich through social media or anything like that or like whether it's rich or just like notoriety, whatever it is that you're seeking. Absolutely. Get it how you can get it. But what I'm saying is that at what cost, though, because as we have seen since the dawn of celebrity time, it comes with consequences. So I guess 
you know, for someone who is like essentially a nobody and that's not in a, like, I'm not saying that in a bad way, um, to be kind of thrusted into a spotlight in that manner, like, what are you giving up? Like, that's why I say you're kind of selling your soul because like now everybody knows you. I don't know. I, I just I mean, feel they like probably wanted that. Business. It's like, yeah, it's I guess like so. big brother. And then well, they hopefully have to, we like, can get someone on our sh- on the show to talk about it. Like, what is the real? What's the real real here? Well, we did have somebody on from Love Is Blind. Um, we had Kelly on, and and we kind of got an idea how things operated from her. But mm-hmm. um, so guys, go back and listen to that episode because that was amazing. Um, yeah, Kelly's great. But yeah, it would but be she's like interesting. A, she's normal. I feel like though. <laughs> That's exactly it. I think it would be interesting to talk to somebody. I don't even know if they'd admit it, but like, you know, April from The Ultimatum. She had a little bit of a following prior. So, like, were you legit thinking that you're going to get Jake to marry you? Or were you thinking, I want more followers? Like, she's a good example. Somebody who kind of was already, like, in the dabbling in the world of social media, I guess. You know what I mean? Hopefully, was hoping for a bit of a boost. I could see that. And, like, again, no shame if that's what your goal was. But, again, at what cost? If she truly loved Jake and, like, really, truly wanted to marry him and spend the rest of her life with him, that came at a cost now. Well, put it this way. If I truly loved my man, I'm not bringing him on a fucking show and then, it, like, that's embarrassing, like, putting your relationship on blast and then calling him out, like, you better fucking marry me, like, or here, or or guess what, you're going on a trial marriage with another woman. Like, it's so dumb if if you think that's how you're going to get somebody to marry you. I Like, I just can't foresee how that would ever happen. But anyways, anyways, Although I will say what she I handled know? it the best. But yeah, we, we digress, we digress. Um, back to... Uh, <laughs> not the ultimatum um but this all again falls in line with um kind of what our show today is about is just like the world of social and yeah. being an influencer so to speak or a content creator um but more from like a positive side because we are going to be joined by the hilariously relatable adrian newfeld um we are big fans of hers she, if you don't know who she is, she is Canadian. She's um, a Vancouver girl now. She'll no. tell you. <laughs> yeah, she'll fill you in on the show. Um, but she's she's just a content creator. Um, I, and as we say on the show, too, with her, not just. She I know, I was just going to say, did you do it? <laughs> she is a mama. She is a wife. She is a content creator. And she is a comedian. And she does what she does oh so well. And... Um, just absolutely love her stuff. But we wanted to talk to her about, like, just that whole world. Being a mom, um, being a content creator and kind of getting this, like, very sizable following and, like, how do you kind of rationalize it in your head. Um, but also we want to chat with her, too, because she does share a very, like, intimate moment in her life, uh, which we'll get into, that yeah. is hard to hear so i guess we should give a bit of a um sensitive Disclaimer. content warning um, you love could your be disclaimers. triggering <laughs> i do love my disclaimers but this particular thing could be triggering um yeah so just i cried uh, heads not gonna up. Lie. yeah just shed a tear or two it was definitely something that we felt to our core um 
so it is it does have to do with pregnancy and uh, child loss so i i do want to say that at the top just in case like i said it's triggering for people um but it's not just about that and she is hilarious but she's very very real and that's why we wanted to chat with her yeah and we love our Canadian girls. We love our comedians. And we love a good deep conversation. So the whole thing was overall amazing, you know, as per usual. <laughs> yeah, we touched on quite a few different things, but all tying into like social being content creator slash influencer. It's so funny to use those terms because like some people are very, very against the word influencer. And then, I mean, I just the, the, the term content creator kind of makes me laugh too, but um yeah we just talked about not taking yourself too seriously like how did we get here how did we fall into this world of social media and how did it like kind of take over literally everything we do um and dictate so much of society and our life so adrian just gives her perspective on that and like we said shares a really uh, deep inspiring and um hard to hear story so Without further ado, welcome to the show, Adrian. Welcome to the show, Adrian. We're very excited to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I guess let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do and all your stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. much. Uh, yeah. Oh, doesn't feel. Uh, thank you. Um, well, <laughs> really, I'm. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I have three kids, uh, almost six, almost four, and an eight-month-old. Um, so you're busy, just yes, for starters. <laughs> yes. And also not uh, just a stay-at-home mom. I know. Mom. I should not now, say that. Yes. I know. I, that's my default. <laughs> I'm just a mom. But, it's not um, just you. I guess... People are forced to feel that way. It's I hate it, too. But anyways, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the reason I'd be on your podcast is because of Instagram, um, my account's Adrian Newfell, and I just do like funny things, I guess. I started with um, what really kind of got me going was uh, impersonations of like other influencers, and then that kind of got me a little bit of a following. I haven't done those lately, but now I'm doing the reels and little, I guess, a content creator, you could say. Yeah, yeah so do you well, prefer that to yeah. influencer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I kind of make fun of influencers, so. Yeah. Oh, we know, and we love it. And I mean, but you don't do it in like a mean way. Like we we had a little bit of a chat um, before mm-hmm. we did the show, but and one of some of the things we were talking about is just that. Like I think if you're in this world of social media, and that's also what we were talking about of how crazy it is. Like when you really just stop and think about social media and like what it is and what people are doing on it and how much money people are making and just like the kind of notoriety this literal celebrity status that people are gaining like you kind of have to laugh a little bit at it right like yeah and if you're an influencer or content creator or whatever term you prefer and Mm -hmm. you are literally just washing your face on your camera and then posting it like (laughs) It is kind of ridiculous, but it's funny and people love it. I love it. I'm like, oh, it's I the want kind that of energy. Like it we works. Need. It literally well, is influential for a lot of things in my yeah. life, anyway. And I think part of my goal is like just to kind of point out the hilariousness of what society has become. And I mean, obviously, I'm making fun of myself too. But if you can't laugh at yourself, then like, what's the point, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, 100%. I don't. 
I hate And that's what makes it funny, too. Yeah, and I hope people get that. Um, But, yeah, it is a crazy kind of time to be on social media and have it as, like, a gig that I can make money on the side. um, It's, yeah, I just keep getting, like, more successful that way, too, which is my husband's, like, this is ridiculous. Like, you can post something and make this much money in, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing, like, any thing more than $500. Like, I'm not going to do your labor, you know? That's tainted my reality a bit as well. <laughs> I love how you're, it's, like, a, a just a stay-at-home mom, but you're, like, hustling, making money. Like, you have a job. But I know, but the thing is, it doesn't feel like work, so I don't... Even yeah. when people ask me what I do, I don't even say it because I don't know if they'll get it or if they're even on Instagram I don't want to explain it and I just kind of like yeah I stay at home I do a little bit of social media that's what I say (laughs) okay actually can we explain it because I want to know how a person a normal mom all of a sudden or not or not or just like a person a normal person can just start making money like who is paying you and like how did they find you and how did your first video get there like how how does it work I want I just want to know how that starts so we can do it too yeah (laughs) I'm normal Um, I need to learn how to exploit my children please tell me how well like your first day (laughs) oh well it would have been five years ago it was after I had my son um I was my so I've had a lot of jobs, which I've recently started talking about on Instagram too, but my last one was flight attendant and I got pregnant, which was my goal. And it just so happened to work out because I wanted the benefits. Like who wouldn't? And then, um, I didn't go (laughs) back. Very methodical. I I appreciate this. (laughs) It was very calculated, although you can't control when you get pregnant, but it worked out for the best. Um, I just need to ask which, which airline were you flight attendant for? Air Canada Rouge. Oh yeah. So like a low French fluently. No, you didn't have to for that. No. Really? They needed, like, one French fluent-speaking person on each flight. Oh, okay. But they'd hire people. I think they were desperate for flight attendants. (laughs) It was, like, their low-cost carrier, and they treated their employees like a low-cost carrier. Really? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I didn't... I mean, if you're young and, like, want to party, but I... It would have been... It's great, but I wanted to be, like, at home with my husband, like, having a family, and it just was the wrong time in my life, but it was a cool experience, for sure. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so... Jumping after having kids, I was like, I always thought the influencer kind of social media world, like, you know, was very um, exciting to me. Like, I love being in front of the camera. I like aesthetically pleasing things, although you can't tell on my feed now. But I used to have an aesthetically pleasing feed um, back when that was more of a focus. So I had um, a really long time friend who was starting to get into blogging. That's when like blogging was kind of the thing. And I watched her kind of start and I was like, okay, like I, I kind of want to do this. I do love fashion and, um, whatever. But, um, I started, I tried to like, she's like, do it, do it, just do it. And I was like, okay, well I tried to write my first post and I just could not be serious about it. I was like, I can't take this seriously. So I kind of like tried to spin it like humor and then the blog thing didn't stick. Um, I had another friend who was quite a successful, um, influencer And she kind of showed me the ropes and, um, you know, I guess I kind of got in because when you have an influencer friend who starts sharing you, you just naturally gain followers. So I started to pick up a little bit of a following through friends. Um, and then she was actually my, my, one of my best friends, um, 
she was like, you should impersonate influencers. And I guess at that point I had already kind of started doing like humorous stuff. And yeah. that's when, when I quit the, the fancy feed of like the cohesiveness and just started being like funny and sarcastic. I got a really good response and I just kind of went with it, which was like more naturally me anyway. So ultimately I was just starting to be myself. Awesome. And I feel like that, I mean, that's sort of one of the topics we talk about a lot on the show is just authenticity. And mm-hmm. I feel like you're pretty authentic. Like it, it doesn't seem forced and it doesn't seem like you're mm. acting, like like trying to get those laughs. Like it's just like I'm being goofy oh, and I'm having fun doing yeah. it. Yeah. So people are naturally going to laugh. When you can tell somebody is just like being their real selves and they're just – they're. Like, I feel like you'd probably laugh at, like, how many takes you do, you're probably laughing hysterically before you can do the final one, because I know anything that I've done. A thousand takes. I'm no influencer or content creator. Yeah. But I'm laughing too hard. Like, I can't, I can't take myself <laughs> yeah. seriously. And especially if I involve, so like, my husband or my kids, like, we're just dying. And then yeah. you finally get there. And, and the ones that are really more, like, fun and playful, like, on my personal feed, like, I get um, some good traction mm-hmm. there, too. But one of the things you said also is that you had an influencer friend. She kind of reposted you and you got a lot of um, following through that. We've had um, some other content creators on and she kind of gave us that insight too about how like when you're in the like circle, you're in. And it's sort of like this, I don't know, like secret club. And then everyone kind of just like tags each other, posts likes and everyone does like a quick as soon as you post something, they go in there and like it all. So then it like rises to the top. The algorithm. Yeah, we know like, about yep, the algorithm that pushes it up. Yeah. Too. So I mean, I feel like is that kind of like the magic sauce? Like you need someone who's already kind of big to be like. I mean, I got it you. helps. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like I am not big. Like I'm like I don't think I'm micro, but I'm like medium. Medium. You're definitely sauce, above cause... micro. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, what would be micro? And sh- like, like 10,000 to 10,000 below 10 to yeah. 10,000 and less yeah okay yeah, yeah so you're and i'm steadily steadily climbing but it's been like like i said i started 5 years ago and then i'll take like times where like okay i don't care about followers i'm just or i'm going to take a break and or when i was pregnant i had like zero motivation and newborn stage and so i've had kids in between it and i always think like wow the people who don't have kids right now they're just like zoom and it's really hard to like not get frustrated but um, well, yeah, but she, so yes, she was about like, I don't know, fifth, between 50 and 70 K and I would have been like low thousands. Um, but I guess what really started me going was I impersonated Jillian Harris and she reposted me like multiple times and okay. that every time she reposts me yeah. is like a thousand new followers a day. Wow. So is it crazy my, it, seeing those it was, numbers go up? Like even still? Yeah, she just read. Is it she kind just of like shouted, addicting too? Oh, don't even get... Yes, yes. It's really <laughs> bad actually because I I have to step away. Like I get sucked in and I'm like, should be feeding my children. I, I'm not that bad. But like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it doesn't go into like, neglect, call, like, but it's certainly something you focus no, on. No, but you're... Yeah, you're so distracted and it is. It's like a hit. Every time you see like all blue across the screen, you're just like... <sighs> you know, like it's, it's fun. But yeah, it... It it's a bit messes up and with then kind of go both ways. Cause like, do you lose followers yeah. and freak out? Like, what did I do? Or 
yeah yeah like I have this irrational thing like when I refresh I'm afraid my numbers are going to go down right now you know and it's like who cares it doesn't really matter but it is fun to hit a goal you know like I wanted to hit 35k like a year ago and I only just hit it so it's just what it is I love that you're being so candid though I feel like not every content creator would own this and be like, yeah, I love seeing my numbers go up. Like, I love it. Like, it gets addicting and sometimes it messes with me and then, like, I get irrational about seeing numbers go down. And, I mean... Oh, I think you can't authenticity too. human. Like, unless you're, like, super disciplined in your mind, like, I don't know, it is essentially a drug of dopamine. Right, right. Yeah, it's dopamine. They like dopamine hit. They've said that it literally is, like, it messes with your brain and my husband knows it too he calls me out so he keeps me in check a little bit yeah Yeah. um if he sees i've been on too much or yeah i bet you have like like not every yeah Mm. i I think you would need that but i feel like not every content creator would say like that the way you're saying it like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like they would naturally necessarily be like yeah like i really like get kind of the high off seeing my numbers climb it feels like like, of course it's part of it like how else would you have gotten there you know what i mean like without having that high or that desire to yeah see those numbers and and then continue yeah exactly it yeah because it's exciting because if you're like lulled for like a year which i kind of was i was like what's the point you know like maybe i'll just quit and but then you get some momentum and then you get inspired and it's exciting and you also get the haters which I've been lucky I haven't had like a ton but there's the odd comment where I'm like whew felt that one a little bit but do you actually read these and and see I didn't see a lot of bad ones like when I look at your stuff you don't it they don't rise to the top like with some people that's the first like 20 is like she's stupid this is like I I don't know how some people can even go on yeah no it's not like that it's more like about the content it's never about me you know it's like I make ton of spelling errors on my things like at this point people think I'm doing on purpose but I'm still not (laughs) so um you know someone like made a comment like kind of alluding to that I was like dumb because I couldn't spell like the right your you know like it's like things like that yeah. or like cheesy or cringy and but that's only more when you go viral like if you get like Those the mean. high thousands of and that's yeah. what I always found funny or not funny but like I, I found it like a thing I don't know what it is is it interesting is it weird Um, When somebody like, for example, like a Kardashian will be like, oh, those comments are hurtful. And I get seeing like hurtful things Mm -hmm. written about you obviously isn't nice, but it's like you're up here living your best life. These people are literally hiding behind the screen trolling you. Um, Yes. Like, why would you even care? Like, I know. But in the end, they're they're human. And if you're a people pleaser, I don't think it ever like unless you like obviously have thick skin and like the average mean comment but if it's people like attacking who they are I feel like they would still feel that unless they're just like so numb you know I guess it's uh, yeah I guess it's still being human but my thing is like if somebody like is so insignificant why but uh, you know uh, they probably are repeating like their insecurities to them you know when they say mean things so I guess it does hit but I'm like thinking if I was fucking on a yacht why would I give a fuck about you like (laughs) I know yeah maybe I don't know I feel like I am such a people pleaser I'd always like just it it irks me when I know like someone has ill will against me that makes sense even though like you don't know them so so like 
say for Instagram, it's like, okay, you want to feel that for five minutes? Sure. But then you got to let it go because otherwise you're not cut out for this at all. And I'm like low, you know, so. No, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not like super low, but I, I think what it is too is also like, why? Like for me, if somebody, and we've had very few, but we've had some haters on like our podcast account, just like just randomness mm-hmm. and it's like well, you took the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to yes. like sort of stalk our account Input and like to make energy. a negative comment yeah to bring negative energy yeah. and it's like what were you thinking like that's what I get stuck yeah. on is like what brought yeah. you to but, this and point that's and, why I and when think, we talk like, about like cares? small numbers yeah same but I would think like oh totally of all podcasts or of all people to target like us <laughs> <laughs> you took yeah. time and effort and like, we are Kardashians obviously even if I'm like, I know, so alerting people of that fact yeah <laughs> just in, in case, case you're not confused yeah. I don't know I think I mean obviously the saying is hurt people hurt people but yeah like even if I had a negative thought like okay I don't really like what she's wearing like I would never write it so I don't Ever. understand like are is your purpose actually just to go and hurt yes feel yeah, better about so. yourself like yeah. that's what people actually yeah. just spend their time doing i i truly well, believe so it, and that's why i think it's so sad and that's why i think like this that that's why i think why do people give weight to it because but again i what the fuck do i know we our yeah. hate has been nothing so it's not like i'm like right i know everything how well, it they're feels getting, like death they're probably getting yeah. like death threats but and, and that's like, what's even like more horrible, ridiculous horrible people will stuff. go through a breakup and then get death threat. it's like how could you give that any weight when this person is clearly deluded yeah. saying you should die because you dumped someone like that's why it's so ridiculous yeah, yeah. but yeah, i also see, think I that like i mean yes hurt people hurt people but it's also i think some people think they're going to get exposure or notoriety yeah. themselves by attacking oh, that must be people with a larger reason <laughs> presence, right? Like a with some yeah, even if like whether you consider attention 10, is 20, any 30, attention. Yeah, 40. It's, it's like 500 million followers, small, big, yeah. large, whatever it is, they must see something in the people that they're attacking to think like, oh, someone's going to take note of my comment and think I'm just a real genius <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm going to be like right. viral. And it's, it's like, I like think your toddler, <laughs> your toddler wants any attention they can get, even if right. it's positive or negative. All publicity so they will is good do publicity. mean things, just, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. so it's childish mentality. People as kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. And I think that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, obviously. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Thanks thanks for the call, Adrian. Um, We'll talk to you again. We figured out the psychology of trolls. We're good. Yeah. You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, one of the things we wanted to chat with you about, too, though, is, like, why social media? Like, uh, you said you found it interesting, but, like, you are a mom and you do have kids and, like, you know you've been somewhat open about um, an experience um, with child loss before. Mm-hmm. And, like, did that help propel, like, some of the desire to be on social? Was it a distraction? Because, like, this is a topic that's obviously uh, hard for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's it's just something that I think a lot of women still feel, like, shame and guilt around. And, you know, we've never really talked about it much on the show before. And, that was one of the things that we were hoping that we could chat with you about too, just because like 
I think we think there needs to be more awareness and focus on that. And just general discussion, I think. Yeah. So that was like a two-parter question. Like, did you get into social to talk about this or did this (laughs) propel you into social? Like, Okay. Thanks for clearing. clearing. (laughs) I knew where you were going with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, no, it did not propel me into social, but I chose to use what platform I had to share this experience because I was so unaware of, um, so I lost, uh, I had a a late term miscarriage at 15 and a half weeks gestation with, um, would have been like my third in between my second and third child now. Um, uh, and it was a bit traumatic because my husband was away. He was out, um, he was out at a cabin with like no cell service. So I couldn't get a hold of him. It was like 10, 30, 11 at night. And my little two other ones were sleeping and I like, yeah, my water broke and it was just a shock. And at that uh, point, did you feel like it was like pee? Like what did it feel like being so soon? Uh, And I'm Um, sorry if you don't want to talk about it like in that much detail. No, I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to talk about it. It's what helped me like heal from the grief. Um, It just depends how graphic you want me to get. Um, I think it would be beneficial. Um, Well, honestly, a lot of women after I shared in detail the story, they're like, wow, I had no idea like what someone goes through in that situation. And neither had I. Truly, you know, know, because I haven't experienced it, and I, yeah. like our listeners know I'm a mom of two, but yeah, mm-hmm. I and I know very few people, and maybe I do know more, we know more, but we, you know, some people just don't share that, like they just wouldn't tell yeah. anyone. And that's fine, like if you want to keep it in, that's fine, but for me, talking about it on Instagram and just to whoever wanted to listen was yeah. like really healing for me that's how I am too and then like kind of how you were saying the community that I had on Instagram like yes it was a distraction but it was also like support that I would have never experienced anywhere else like the amount of women who like were like I know how you feel or I share this experience or I'm just even so sorry I don't know what it is but thank you for sharing because now I can just have a little bit of insight um so yes that's one thing um, but what happened was, uh, 15 and a half weeks. So the, the baby was like about the size of my palm. So when my water broke, I ran and I'd been cramping that day, my water, but I was like solo parenting for the weekend. I was like, Oh, probably just on my feet a lot. You know, I ran yeah. to the bathroom and immediately like the head was like hanging oh, there. And I was oh like, my God. Oh I was my like God. in shock. Like I get shivers thinking about it. I was just like, full good what do I do? all over my yeah. body right now. What do yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I just kept saying that like over and over. And then uh, I didn't even have like the midwife like call like number for like emergencies. It was like 15 and a half weeks. Like what am I going to need? So I'm like, well, first I think I call Blaine. No answer. I call my friend, like my best friend, my influencer one. No answer. And then I think I call my midwife and I go through my emails and I'm like finding the pager she's like okay but, I'm gonna sorry like, are you like, still on, on the, the toilet toilet oh I'm on the toilet I'm on the toilet and by this oh point my God. I think the baby is fully out hanging by the umbilical cord and I'm just like, oh, okay like look don't look do I look do I look no, I don't know it's like so I can traumatic. anyways oh my God. yeah mm-hmm. and so midwife calls me back she's like I can be there in half an hour I just need to find child care I'm like no no like don't 
it's so late. Just like I'll be fine. She's like, you no, I was just gonna pleaser. say you what are, are a you pleaser. Oh my god. <laughs> but the I also time... feel like you're probably in trauma, like a little bit of in oh, shock. Yeah. Oh yeah, in like, shock. Yeah, shock is yep. what I meant, not trauma. But both. yes, I was in shock for sure. And then I end up calling my friend who lives like 45 minutes away, and it's almost I don't know 11:30 at night, and she's like. I'm coming. And I'm like, mm, like, are you sure? And she's like, I'm coming. And I was like, okay. Did you call them? So she's coming. I have about half. No, I didn't even think. I didn't even, I didn't know. Okay. Like, what do we do with yeah. my kids no if I call 911, you know? Like. Obviously yeah, not. I'm just, it was I purely I just like. Either. But the midwife was like, I'm coming. So, and like, she reassured me like, I got to come. I also got to get the baby out. Oh, while I was on the phone, the baby went into the toilet. And now I'm like, man, I wish I would have just like, <sighs> caught him. you know, put it in a towel or something. But um, I wasn't in my right mind. So uh, I have about half an hour where I'm like fully alone. And I'm just like, like I'm, I'm Christian. So I'm just like, I'm praying and I'm just like, I'm just like, help me. Like, I don't know what to do. And then, okay. So here's, here's the thing. We were in a, like a townhouse, which has four floors and I'm at the very top and I have to go all the way down to unlock the door while I'm just bleeding out. And what, where and was so the umbilical cord? Oh, okay. So while I was on the phone, by that time, the baby, it had ripped oh, okay. and oh, it okay. had fallen in. So, um, the midwife came and like, so you were not connected to the toilet said, is what I mean. Like, how did you even get off the toilet? No. So that, yeah. so it had, I was like, oh, it fell into the toilet. And then, but then your placenta comes out and it was like right. halfway out. And I was like, do I, it wasn't moving. I was like, do I wait and try and get it like for it to out? But I need to get downstairs to unlock the door so they can come help me. And then my mom was like, sit on a towel so I can see how much blood you're losing. And then, so I ended up just like kind of scraping the placenta like out off like and ha- like whatever was hanging out just kind of went <clears throat> and then I grabbed a towel and I ran down like three flights of stairs on white carpet by the way oh, and of course I was so with it though I was like oh I'm gonna ruin this like nice towel like that's too bad but I'm gonna ruin it with the blood. I feel like, like I was I feel the like brain does weird like, things traumatic situations do that like you can think yeah. about the most like I think it's like a grounding thing, thing or in that moment. Yeah, or yeah. like it sort yeah. of keeps you aware just very and aware. Alert. Yeah, yeah. But the so thing I, that is going to cause you trauma kind of gets tough yeah. for now. So, well, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah, and like the only thing I was like hysterical. I left my husband a very like unfortunate voicemail. or like hysterical, but um, and then after that, I was just like, okay, the next thing to do is just unlock the door and right, go from right, there you know yeah. like I I was very focused on just surviving <laughs> um because I so I locked the door I come back up to the kitchen floor I, I was starting to get like I was losing a lot of blood I guess so um right yeah so I'm just sitting like half naked on my kitchen floor like waiting my friend and my midwife come like two minutes apart and I'm just like sorry you have to see me like this you know like oh, oh so yeah oh. and then Ended up, like, I had to go to the hospital. They called the ambulance. My husband's... No, my friend's husband's also came to stay with the kids, which was really great. Um, I go to the hospital. They have to end up doing a DNC because of the placenta that I kind of, like, ripped. Um, And then right before the doctor comes in at, like, 3 a.m., my husband calls me. He's, like... He gets my voicemail, and he calls me, and I answer, and I'm, like, oh. And then he's, like, I just woke up. 
and I saw your missed calls and I, and then he found out. So, so DNC, all that jazz, I get checked out of the hospital the next afternoon and then my husband comes home. So he missed the whole thing. Oh he my just God. missed it all. Yeah. And they put me on tons of like IV and fluid. I was like super puffy and yeah. And c- did wow. you bring so was, the baby uh, down crazy. like with you? I keep. No, my midwife went and got it and then took it and they sent it away for tests. And then I'm nothing against my midwife, but she told me it was a boy and I had been hoping for a boy. But then we found out a month later it was actually a girl. So we named it a boy name and all this stuff to like put closure and then it was actually a girl, and then I was like, do I have a neighbor? And I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but no, that is kind of weird. It's oh. such a very, yeah. uh, like, I'm trying not to cry right now because your story is, it's it's oh. very sad, you know, um, mm. that that happened to you. So I'm really sorry that that did happen to you. But um, I know yeah. people that have gone through similar things. I don't know if it is as traumatic as um, that, because that's like the most traumatic thing I've ever heard. I know, it's just like, kept, kept getting worse. I know. It did. It It did get worse. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, like, I think that it's so amazing that you can speak on it the way you speak on it. And I I, I know now that it's been a few years, but I obviously it's Mm -hmm. it's still, you were pregnant, you had a child. Just almost two years ago in July. Right. Wow. And Mm -hmm. I, like, you know, that's obviously something that people don't forget and that stays with yeah. you but yeah. I do mm-hmm. think it is absolutely amazing that you are able to talk about it like you know I don't mm-hmm. like sounding like one of those people but like mm-hmm. that is brave like it is that is truly a brave thing to say because I think a lot of like uh-huh. we were saying before is that so many women carry so much shame and guilt yeah. if they miscarry whatever happens with a pregnancy or a stillbirth yeah. even abortions mm. like mm. it stays with them because we're kind of like conditioned to think like you've done something wrong you you screwed up and this is why yeah. um this happened something you did and it that's just not the case well it's absolutely like, ridiculous mean, um for people uh, yeah to carry i would that. think that 99.9 of the time it is not the woman's fault there's nothing unless they they're obviously wrong. like sometimes you know fucking around <laughs> yeah i mean there are obviously things that yeah. can happen but there are in, things you can do yeah, yeah exactly there are things you that you do can do but stay off them don't do them 100%. um <laughs> but i just you know like i said we we know people that have been there and and i just felt that there wasn't a lot of support like i know the hospital mm. provides it um, but it was something that I could tell that they felt shameful about and like were nervous to tell people. Um, well, it's such I a personal thing. Like, you know, this is your baby. Yeah, you obviously don't want to relive it. Too, yeah. And like, it's, and it's again. something that's, um, I don't even know how, I can't even imagine like, you know, the feeling of that. So I think that's why when you talk about it, it goes so far for people that have experienced similar unfortunate situations. So then they can realize like, uh, you know, my body, like, it's not my fucking fault, you know? And I think that's the main thing that people should yeah. not ever have when it comes to something like this. Totally. And that was really a hard piece of it for me. There was, like, your baby seemed fine. We have no idea why this would have happened. Like, they did the test genetically healthy. It was just not meant to be, I guess. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying, like, Instagram... Oh, there's a lot of negative things, but for me, it was, like, such a huge support in that time, like, unbelievable, you know? And I I had a lot of friends who have had miscarriages or lost children even at, like, after being born full term. 
Uh, my friend Bethany, who I was talking about before, lost her daughter at 10 days without knowing while she was pregnant that something was wrong. And so I, my close group of girlfriends really were there for me, like physically and um, like emotionally or whatever the term is. But um, yeah, and I, it was very healing. And now honestly, it feels kind of like just a bad dream. Mm -hmm. Like it, I don't associate my identity with it in, in any way. And I guess I don't really talk about it as much anymore because I don't want to be like the poster child for miscarriage well, like, when there's women like who, you know well or just like and that's fine if that's what they want to use their platform for like that's great and I'm happy to talk about it and I would go speak on it if people asked me to but I just feel like there's women who have been through worse yet you know like stillborn like that is far yeah. worse that like the farther you go in your pregnancy it just is so much harder I would think and Maybe even because I was, I just got pregnant like pretty quick after that really helped. So I'm not sitting and waiting for another child. Um, obviously that helped. And having two small kids, I had to just kind of Adjust. grieve and then move on. And I went to counseling and stuff. And like you said, it feels like a bad dream. I think that's what happens. Like time does eventually heal certain things. You'll never forget it. It is always something that happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a healthy mm-hmm. kind of way to to look at it that way like yeah. it happened yes well, but yeah like you're not I'll never forget every moment right no no and I like no. that you said and that you don't identify yeah, yeah. by it like that's not your identity mm-hmm. and I think that is great too and and of course there's yeah. no shame or judgment to any women that have gone through anything like that similar um mm-hmm. whether they want to identify or make that their identity or not and like use their platforms yeah. or just like that's a, a daily yeah. part of their lives of course do what right. you need to do um but yeah. I, I do find with social media in those situations especially yeah like instagram that while we just talked about trolls there is this incredible community that just appears mm-hmm. for so many people if they put any like perfect strangers like will put something out there and if you scroll the comments you see like just these very heartfelt supportive loving caring concerned comments and it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god like you just and I, I can imagine how that would make you feel better and I'm not saying you as in literally you but like people right and Mm -hmm. it's just incredible to know that there is like people all around the world that could hear your story and just want to be there as any kind of support whether it's like sending a heart emoji like it's just it's very it's a very fascinating thing to me because no one would know otherwise right like unless you verbally told people yeah yeah and I was like a little bit nervous to share like the story in detail more because I was like are people gonna like take this the wrong way like I'm trying to like you know exploit it oh I'm a victim yeah like obviously not my intention ever it was just to be like hey this is what happened this is what can happen maybe you can relate or it gives you insight into like how um, scary it can be yeah but also with that as a content creator um someone who is exposing their life sharing their life on a platform Mm -hmm. if you become pregnant and you share that and then one day you're not pregnant. And then don't say and anything. And people are going to take notice. Yeah. Two and the weeks, questions will two come weeks. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks before I had just done an announcement video. So I was like, crap. Now I have to uh, kind of. 
Explain. Oh, wow. Would you have explained it if nobody knew? Would you have done, like, a full explanation? Like, if you didn't do the announcement Uh, video? I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I would have been, like, so much about it. I would have probably just been, like, I don't know, actually. If no one knew I was pregnant, I'm, I don't know. It's a good question. I maybe eventually would have felt like, hey, I want to share this. Yeah. But with the world, maybe not. But with, like, close friends and family, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm interested. I'm yeah, wondering that's an because, thing. yeah, being a content creator, never thought your about life that. is on, well, it still is what you choose to put on. Like, let's be real about social yes. media, obviously, right? So I'm wondering if, yeah. like, you know, those, like, hard parts, and, 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 Keep in mind, that's obviously, like, the hardest thing. One of the hardest things I hope that you ever go through, you know? Um, Me too. Right? Me like, too. that's that's hard enough. I think you're yeah. good. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Thank you. I know that that's, like, the, the peak of, like, sharing. You know, that that's the worst one to share. But, um, yeah, I wonder if it's, yeah. like, you know, and maybe that changed how you were on social media after disclosing the worst thing ever. Um, where maybe you're more open. Like, I wonder how that, like, changed your trajectory on social yeah yeah I guess we'll never really know but I feel like yeah I'm just I'm kind of an open book for the most part unless it's like you know intimate things that should be between me and my husband or whatever but of course um I am happy to chat in a safe yeah if I feel safe yeah like with girls and stuff With your girlfriends, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the fact that you even talked yeah. about it shows that you are an open book. Because um, you yeah. didn't have to. You really yeah. did not have to. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I'm happy well, to. we really appreciate you sharing that story. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't the sole no. focus of <laughs> no. having you on the show. But I do think it's such an, like, important and interesting perspective to have with, like, mm-hmm. people that are content creators and you know, it doesn't really matter what size the platform is. Like, if people know mm-hmm. about your life that don't know you, like, that's... I don't know if I would reconcile that in my head, like, easily mm-hmm. all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, like, you, you've you chosen comedy. You've chosen, like, just goofiness also, and t- at your own expense. <laughs> yes, and also another way I deal with things. Like, I'm I'm quick to just, like, make a joke if I'm sad or, you know, like... That is a way of grief or dealing with grief mm-hmm. and stuff for me, too. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of us use humor as a coping mechanism. I know I do. Like, if I'm awkward yeah. or if I'm nervous or <laughs> sad, upset. Like, the only the only time I don't really think I use humor as a, for coping is when I'm angry. And I, like, because I, like, can't yeah. get there. I can't <laughs> switch like no that. No time for jokes. Like, I'm, a- <laughs> yeah. I'm angry, period. I don't think I use humor <laughs> yeah. as a coping mechanism. <laughs> Um, like when I'm in the fields, I'm in the fucking fields. Like if I'm angry, I'm angry. If I'm sad, I'm fucking ugly crying. Like nothing's funny at that moment, you know? (laughs) You, and you are like that though, Jazz. You do really like. I can't help it. You get in there. You get in those emotions and, and there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that either. I think for me, it was always just like, and I guess it's also how you are raised too, right? Like, are are you supposed to show emotion like in your family or were you told not to like, you know, hush now, like don't. Don't let everyone know everything. And I know that I wasn't, like, oppressed at all or anything. But, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, okay, 
you know, put that away. Like, you're okay. Yeah. Move on. So I think for me it was like, how do I move on? I need a distraction. Okay, like, I'll be funny yeah. or I'll make a joke. And I also think that people do it too because – when you're dealing with somebody who is in whatever kind of emotional state, what do you do? You want to help them. You want them to be able to, you know, distract them from that unfortunate feeling that they're having. So you make a joke or you try and make them laugh. I know that's what I do. Yeah. And yeah, um, same. I don't know if it's always the right thing, but. <laughs> no. And know. like, cause I have a problem entering that emotion, like with people like yeah, I don't like to be emotional. Like, I don't like to be crying, you know? So (laughs) I get mad. Usually I get frustrated. Or, yeah, I deflect. (laughs) My husband's like, oh, you're so tough. You're so tough. Yeah, I am. Exactly. Can't you tell? Um, I love how you guys, I'll I'll tell you exactly, because I'm trained, um, so I used to do volunteer for the suicide hotline, and neither of those are the right things to do. (laughs) So that's why I probably don't do those things, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) People want to be validated. Just crying with them. Yeah, or like cracking a joke. (laughs) Like, no, those are not the right Uh, things. Yeah. So now I was thinking like, oh, what do I do when someone is feeling way? I'm like, oh, I validate. I listen. But that and I'm like, oh, that's why I was trained to do that. (laughs) It's the right thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. But um, I mean, I I love your content. I love your account. Like I do go to it when I'm kind of like bummed out or like whatever like just not feeling great because I I know that it'll make me laugh and so Mm -hmm. I I, not like I seek it out like obviously it comes up also on my feed because it's now part of my algorithm but I also if I didn't see it come up I'm like okay did Adrian post something new today because like it's just so lighthearted and it's relatable I'm a mom you're a mom um some of the influencer stuff like that you know you spoof on and I just appreciate that so much because I'm like do people really like take this stuff so seriously all the time? Like, is this like, do they finish their video and are like, that was amazing. That was a masterpiece. I like, I wonder thank God too. I did my face care routine. for the But world. I think that's why yeah. we like your videos because it's authentic about those things, you know? It, yeah. Or like what really gets me is like the morning routine ones where you like clearly set up your phone and then got back in bed, which I, I want to do something like that. Like, Please do. It actually show behind the scenes of, like, my morning routine. Um, oh, I did a morning routine one. I thought I'll probably post, like, tomorrow or something. Um, yes. Tag us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just, like, I don't know. If they just really irk me. Or the mini vlogs people do. Like, they look cute, but it's, like, okay. I don't it know. It is cringe, though, and I'm glad that But we, it doesn't feel as cringe when other people do it as when you try to do one yourself. Like, anytime Lauren wants maybe. me to do content for our podcast... I'll do like eight takes and I'm like, these are all it's so embarrassing. I can't even I like, but I feel like I can talk to people fine. I can in person be fine. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying to record myself doing and then the thought of like mm-hmm. doing any sort of fucking routine on on, on recording, I'm, I'm embarrassed right now. Like, I think my cheeks are going red. But I think it. that's also part of it, right? Because when I do uh, like our account is unfortunately a lot more me because you I like do that. more content creation and I do have fun with it but I you're the selfie queen before like, all the selfie queens is, so like you're good on on that I feel like that's a compliment I don't know I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no I mean I have fun doing them but I 
am like, this is so embarrassing. This, I'm so cringy. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like all those thoughts go through my head. All the time. But I guess, is that like part of it though? Because you like have to like, you just have to do it. Like you just, once it's out there, it's out there. I mean, yes, you can delete it. But like that's, that's sort of my thought process. It's like, you know what? This is what it's about. I'm not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing a serious, like, makeup, like, me trying to do my makeup or something. Like, I'm not trying to be serious. I'm trying to be, like, silly and funny. And I always want to relate mm-hmm. it back to the podcast, too, um, because there's yeah. a lot of things we can do there. Um, but, you know, is that part of, like, your mentality is, like, do you the look cringier, at a video the better. and be like, oh, God, <laughs> this, is, this is the worst, and then just send it out into the world anyway? It's my stories where I'm just, like, like, honestly, it's, like, five takes before I even, like, if I haven't been on, I try to take weekends off. So, if I haven't, on Mondays, I'm always, like, hey, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, okay. I'm so annoying. Okay. Um, so, like, yesterday, I like, I'm annoyed at myself 50% of the time. Uh-uh. And then at some point, I'm just, like, whatever, you know? I'm not I'm doing like, this any longer. I'll put something in. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just started to be, like. A lot of the things where I'm like, oh, no one's going to think this funny. I'm like, people still think it's funny. So I guess like my expectations or my humor is just different where it's like, oh, a lot of people would still think that's funny even if I don't. So I try to be less critical, I guess. That's good. And just start like, you know what? Just do it. That's good. That's a good mentality no matter what. (laughs) For sure. And I think you seem to have like the right cues for yourself too because the way your videos are edited um like it's it's perfect like the timing is right Mm -hmm. like just some of like your your behind the scenes like cuts that you put in there or like just like the quick jab of something um like it just seems like you also have that like natural ability to know I guess it's akin to a punchline right like you just kind of know when you know, I've done something silly, but, like, this is, like, taking it home. And yeah, yeah. that's what I noticed. I'm, like, that was a perfect cut. Like, that was perfect to, like, oh, add that little That's why you do that and there. we do not. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know what? Yeah, I do I, I do think not everyone can do this. I whether that. they're trying to be serious, whether it's a product thing, whatever they would want to be content creating for – I don't think everybody has the natural ability. Agreed. Like I know there's so like there's so many people out there, lots of influencers, content creators. You now there's master classes on how to be one. And I'm like, it's it's kind of like sales. Like you have it or you don't kind of thing. And mm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. No, I, I totally like you agree. Can't teach I, all of that stuff. I watch a lot. I watched The Office a lot. So I think that's where I picked up on like, because it is in comedy. I feel like it's timing is. It's everything. Half of it. And editing. Yeah. And, like, if you watched my takes or if you just watched it unedited, you'd be like, okay, that's not really funny. And then you edit it and that's when it kind of comes to life a little bit. Because um, I'm always like, um, like, I cut out a lot of ums. Like, you know, like, so it's not we. like so a live <laughs> thing. It would not be, inter- it would not be good, you know. Um, see? <laughs> but... <laughs> Don't worry, I cut a lot of those out too. Not all of them, because then it's not realistic. When I first started editing, I'd cut out every um, and I'm like, okay, it's a little dramatic. We're just amazingly flawless speakers. We never say um. There's no ums. Some ums will still be there. But I mean, editing, like any in movies, the podcast, like anything, it is such a skill. And again, not everyone can do that properly, right? So, Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of Mm -hmm. content out there that you're like, 
Oh, did they think this through? Like, was this? Yeah, too did long. Did you mean to? I'm always getting. If I'm. Yeah, or like two. I get bored. Like, and people's they say like what the first like three seconds yeah. you need to have something yeah. to catch someone's attention, which is like how sad is our attention span, right? But like we're <laughs> it's all true. Like that. That's that's so like pathetic. our phones like, for eh, us. Bored. I'm bored already. Try. Again. My boyfriend yeah. will sends me memes all the time, and then if it's not funny immediately, I, and we, he'll he'll watch them with me to see it if like. You know, because it's so funny. He wants to share it with me at that moment. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like yeah. swiping before he's like, he's like, what didn't even happen yet? The punchline. I'm like, it was boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Try- yeah, exactly. But I think circling back to like the influencer part is like um, what I like. I like brands now that I kind of have like a niche, which apparently is what you need to <laughs> thrive on Instagram. Um, if they're okay with me like inserting a comedic angle into whatever I'm trying to promote. And when they don't want that, that's when I'm like, well, do you follow me? Because like, you're, it's not like more, it's not serious, you know, like you gotta let me, you need, I need a little bit of creative control. Right. Um, All right. So do they try and script you or most of your brand partnerships let you go off script? Isn't that the whole purpose of hiring a a content creator? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but some people are just like, or they have such a like, like narrow concept that they want. I'm just like, oh, so like, do you turn I down can make a it lot? So much better if you just let me. Do you ever do that? Like um, here, let me do my thing. Like submit your version of it. Maybe like a little bit, but I'm too. Like I said, I'm a people pleaser, so I don't want like companies to. But I have done like more like sarcastic type things, and people are like, or companies are like, did she even look? at what she submitted like this like does she they were not on board i was like oh you picked the wrong person then yeah wow i mean that's a that's a funny side of it like i mean it's important to be selective because you do have a brand as well like you are a brand now in a sense um yeah i guess so so i've seen like some of the partnerships that you have and i feel like they're very fitting and like clearly the ones that you Mm -hmm. have done have been okay with your style um, because that works. You work it into who you are and what your account is about and like what your brand is. And I mean, yeah, I feel like when that's allowed, I'm more interested, like you have a partnership with that bathing suit brand and I'm like, oh, I kind of like that bathing suit. Like that is cute. And like, but I don't know if I would feel that way if I just saw it, say, like, on just an, an, a regular old Instagram ad, like, that I just got fed. Like, I don't even know if I'd right. pay attention to it because you get fed so many. So it's, like, it when there is something no, there's to – like, a personality. Yeah, yeah, you attach it to something and, and you're, oh, like, cool. oh, I the value of getting celebs – or celebs, sorry. I content guess so. creators. And celebs, I guess. But <laughs> people that you can put a, a personality <laughs> to a face to advertise for you. Yeah. And I think – and, like, a lot of people don't – no, but, like, I've always wanted to, like, model and be in front of the camera, but, um, so, I mean, those types of pictures now where I'm, like, actually trying to look nice are, like, kind of off-brand to me, but I also like that side yeah. of things as well, and it's funny, my biggest, my, recently, my biggest campaign that I've gotten ever has to do with farting, and I'm like, oh, they get they me. They do <laughs> you get know? you, yeah. And... <laughs> Finally, finally, I'm getting Something paid to me. talk about farting, you know? <laughs> Do you remember that, your... That's the, yeah. That's yeah. with... Is it with Jameson or Swiss? A Weber, 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 Weber Naturals. Weber Naturals. I knew it was one of yeah. them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I it, feel bad even taking their money. I'm like, you should not be paying. Me oh my god, yes, they much. should. They make like, millions no. upon millions upon millions. Like, yeah, that's true. Is that? I'm but probably is that a cheap weird compared thing? to like a commercial. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like getting paid for doing this kind of stuff, but honestly, I, I don't even like. I don't. I guess I just like don't believe it. in myself. Yeah, like I enjoy it, but I'm like. You, am I really this valuable? Like, I don't think so. Yes. Like, so imposter syndrome a little bit. I don't think you should be spending, like, thousands yeah. of dollars on me to post something, like, okay, I hope I don't disappoint you. That's where I'm always, like, coming from. Like, I fake it till you make it. Because I'm humble. I'm so humble. It's not just that. They sought you out. <laughs> like, they wanted you, right? Like, yeah. don't you see the the yeah. value in that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you, you have should. Value, yeah, course. I just... I know. I'm just like, like we're a, having a pep I'm talk a here. Agent. I know. I'm like, I'm girl, girl, you I'm got not. this. You're valuable. They want you. You are a desirable lady. Uh, like, well, this podcast took a I turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I mean, I, I need did, it, I need did it. your first partnership, like, do, do you reach out to brands or do they, have they all come to you? I now have an agent who does it for me. Oh, you made it. Um, oh, and they let you come on our show. Uh, <laughs> Oh well, have you gone rogue? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is by the good graciousness of my heart. No, just kidding. We Um, appreciate. Yeah, we do. uh, Yeah, no, I'm I'm honored. Really, I am honored um, that anyone would want to talk to me at all. Um, So it's both. It's like she'll be like, "Is there anyone you want me to pitch to?" And or people will come to her looking for me or anyone on her roster and she might be like oh this girl would be good for you now even that did the agent seek you out or did you seek out an agent were you just getting like so many requests that you're like i can't manage this on my own no uh i think i think i think i reached out to her and then she was going to take me on but then personal stuff happened and she kind of like took a step back and then like a year later she reached out to me and then took me on nice because she was, like, starting her own kind of business. And it took a while. It took probably a year where I was like, eh, I think I'm just going to ditch this whole thing. Nothing's coming. It's just Every time I tried to, like, be like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of quit something, she'd have a reason for me to, like, want to stay. So then now we're really, we've been rolling for the last, well, COVID was kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, for everything. yeah, I think that's year been, also two years has been good. I think that's also an important thing for people to hear, too, if, if there are people listening that want to get into content creation for the purpose of, like, monetary gain to, like, get notoriety, whatever, mm-hmm. that's what they want their career or job to be. Like, what would you say mm-hmm. to them? Like, you have to wait it out. It's a waiting game. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people think literally it's, like, an overnight success. Like, you post one thing, you go viral. Oof, now everybody everybody wants you. I guess that can happen, but, like, it's still it, rare, it, it, I think. And it does. Yeah. I mean, well, they say to, like, with reels, you're supposed to post, like, two times a day or something, like, crazy. Who And And that's why that's a full-time job, because who the fuck has the time for that? Yes. Not time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I am, like, I'm always, like, trying to think of the next thing. It, it takes up so much mental space in my brain when I should be focusing on my kids and, um, and then you're on, you're posting and then you're respond. It's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. What would out. you tell to, to new up and coming content creators? Be as consistent as you have the capability to do. If 
you have kids, it's going to be less probably. If you don't have kids, you're like 21 and you just can just do it. Like do as much as you can. That's healthy. Um, <laughs> I think that's some advice I right there is out, make sure you maintain a healthy yeah, relationship with it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You can go a little bit nutty with it. But I started just doing products for free. It was like exchange. I'll product, promote, um, in exchange for some free stuff, you know? And I did a lot of that. And I think I think it really is, it's about being consistent for sure. And having now a niche, they say you need a niche, <laughs> uh, which I still struggle with because I'm like, funny is a very broad Comedy, thing. No. They say you need a niche down. And I'm like, what the heck? I don't know. <laughs> niche down what? <laughs> I'm I don't comedy. Know. It's like if you, yeah, yeah, it's too broad. I think, but I don't care anymore. I'm just like whatever. Well, you've made it, um, so you're good. Yeah, you have an agent. Have a, <laughs> you have an agent. Yeah. When we get somebody agent, reaching yeah, so out to anyone, us, can, that w- anyone can get an agent. You don't have an they agent. They want your money. They'll take you on. Tell your agent to check us out. No, Maybe she can help agent. us. Yeah, I wonder if she does podcasters. Um, yeah. No, because now we're gonna. Have to I've just always pay. wanted to do a podcast. But. So like, right. sure, I'll well, help you, you only okay. pay if you make money. Oh, okay. It's like money. a lawyer. That's, well, that's you how my agent. <laughs> they take twenty percent of whatever they get me. I mean, that's, I would do that. That's a good deal. <laughs> Hook it up. Yeah. Hook it up. But yeah, it it is it is for me, and this is what I struggle with. It's like patience. It's consistency. It's time. It's the long game. And I tell myself that I'm like, oh, those people who go viral and get like hundreds of followers, they're just gonna like Fall off. nothing. Like it'll be great now, but then what do you have? Like I've learned more of my craft. I've yeah. I'm trying to com- convince myself. Like now I I know you know comedy better. My end goal I think is to do stand up comedy one one day, what? but it scares the oh I love that. Out of me. That's oh, no, really you got to do it. Yeah, I I mean. Like full transparency, one of my one of the jobs I wanted to have when I grew up, grow up, was to be a comedian. I just, <laughs> I, I just think, oh it's really? So, yeah, like I've always loved it. Even yeah. now, I still like uh-huh. have moments where I'm like, could I, like, could I, if I really focused on it, like, could I make right, but do something funny? But like, I don't know for sure. I talk myself out of it, obviously, it's immediately. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. I think you have it. Like I said, it's uh, with the timing that you do in your skit. How to write though? I think if you just I mean, started. Yeah, timing. That's all editing. True. I don't know how to write jokes. But okay, that's well, what I, I think that, that's something that you can build off for sure. If you have like the funny, uh, the eye for funny, I think that even hire a writer. Yeah. But also, I think you would just sort of translate what you do in your reels and your posts and stuff to your life. Like, you just have to talk through it versus act it, and I think you could do it. Yeah. That's true. I know. I know. I feel like if I, like, scrolled back through, I could probably pick out, like, punchlines or I don't know. 1,000% you can. (laughs) But I want to. I think you should. You should definitely go for the stand-up comedian thing. I think it would be amazing. And what do you have to lose? Like, you do it once and it doesn't work out because it's not like you're going to be headlining right away. Like, I just, I think that's awesome. And I think it's... What? Sorry. No, and and that's terrible advice, Lauren, because nobody starts off headlining, right? You have to, like... Keep going, and you have to have those like That's shitty what I shows. Said. No, well, you're not going to have to headline right away. You have to I know, start at I the. I know. And <laughs> yeah, and stay there for say a while. You have to bomb. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, like you have to bomb to be a yeah. comedian. You have like it's part of the process. I, I couldn't imagine. I don't, I don't know how they get up like the second fail. show. That I think but. would be the hard one. 
Like, even if you I'm get some laughs, or even yeah. if you fucking don't, like, how do yeah. you go back and get... <laughs> do it. I, I don't know. I know. And I'm not strong mentally that way. I'm I'd like, be like, why are you guys not laughing? Me, I'd be like, that okay, bye. <laughs> just, I would leave. Yeah, it wasn't good anyways. I'll, I'll, I'll just see go. myself out. No, Thank I'd be mad. Much. I'd be like, you guys are yeah. dumb. <laughs> Well, I think mm, I think the world needs more female comedians for sure. Canadian comedians at that. Um, You're you're a Vancouver girl, right? Born and raised. I am. Uh, I'm from the prairies, but Manitoba. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we moved out here almost nine years ago. Me and my husband. Once you go to the West Coast, you never come out. I know that. I know. I'm never going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't really blame you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, well, I mean, you mentioned Jillian Harris. You mentioned your other friend. Can we know who your influencer friend is? Oh, Bethany Menzel. She's, like, not really an influencer. She, uh, she created her own, like, self-tanner. It's called Salty Face. Oh. Shout out. Um, check it out. Um, so she does that now. Also, another one was Bird's Papaya. She really has been super supportive. Oh, she's wow. from your neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah, she lives in Guelph. She's pretty close by. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think if you have her blessing, you kind of made it. Um, yeah. So we're I like, mean, I'd say we're like Instagram friends. <laughs> well, I mean, strike, strike that from the recording. <laughs> okay, I will take that. Will do. No, that was dude. gross. That was gross. But, yeah, like, I think, though, <laughs> but that's just it, right? Like, if you if you get that attention from somebody but that means that you've done something that is definitely yeah. noteworthy and people are enjoying and yes. like you've got you have their attention you have to have content that has value so either people want to sure. like reshare it or like show people and funny comedy can be valuable because it makes people feel good it makes people laugh but it could be like educational like uh it just it has to be something people want to share i think for totally sure. it has to be shareable and and it is true yeah. because like when you sh- you know do certain things and I find them funny I share them with my friends because I'm like this is funny yeah. you'll laugh and this will make your mm-hmm. day better because you've laughed and and yeah. I and I like sharing things like that and I like when people share things with me because especially mm-hmm. if they're funny I don't really especially love when they're funny and relatable sad shit yeah and I mean yeah. relatable back and forth that is key. yeah that's yeah. probably that's the most one. key thing that relatable. is the most key thing and that's where the, that authentic- the, most the authenticity thing. comes back in full circle again because when you're authentic it's relatable (laughs) yeah definitely and I I still remember my first like sarcastic story I was like not feeling good I had a head cold and I was eating a grilled cheese and I was just like made some kind of like pretending to be like oh this is like the healthy thing you need when you're sick with this grilled cheese and I just went on and on in the story and people were laughing and I was like oh and I'm just like being myself and not even trying and that's kind of like where it all started. I think. Like so. I am funny, <laughs> but you have yeah. you also have like a great face for it, like your facial expressions. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, the fact that you're not afraid to make yourself look, because you obviously are a very beautiful woman, but to not look like all made up and stunning all the yeah. time. Like you squish your face, and like I I find yeah. those things funny. Um, you I saw that, that you and. <laughs> Same. No, you don't. Are you guys into Botox? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lauren loves it. I haven't um, made the leap yet, but I'm, I will. I haven't either, but I'm not well, opposed to it. I've made that leap a long time I ago. I keep saying when mm. I turn 33, I'll do it, and then now I'm 33, and I haven't done it. I'm just like a chicken. I'm 33, God. too. Are you? Well, that's yeah. nice that you're all young and annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was 33 it's when nice I got It's nice that Botox. you're... Uh, 
clear oh, foreheaded. We're not <laughs> clear <laughs> foreheaded. Sans wrinkles. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I did notice that because you actually connected, I, I don't know if you remixed your reels with her or she did you, but uh, the woman from the account Cruise Creations. Yeah. In Australia. Aussie. Yeah. Adore yeah. her. Found, She's actually so... discovered her first. And then I actually just, I think it was maybe through her that I discovered you. And I was like, this, these women are like ridiculously funny. Like I'm obsessed yeah, with she's them. So funny, and and she's so kind. Like I think she grew pretty quick from her reels. Like I don't know how she her reels like blow up. Like everyone yeah. is just huge. And then she like was kind of like messaged me. It was like here, I just went through your stuff, and I'm like, you're even talking to me. Like that's. And then we just hit it off when we were like, we should collab. And she's so sweet and kind. And Aww, yeah. So cute. Aww, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, you guys have a very similar style. And, and that's probably why I love both accounts. Because I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like so right up your so alley. funny and so relatable. And it's my kind of humor. And there's also yeah. um, a post that you did about your husband's um, full-size arcade game. I also have a full-size arcade game in my home. I didn't know this was a thing. I'm like, you're yeah. crazy. Husband's so I think I'm going to remix. I'm going to remix your reel with mine because mine is yeah. even larger than the one your husband has. It is oh, a full-size. is full it a four-player? It, no, it's just a PGA golf game. Oh. It is enormous. It's in my garage, um, but I really want to do, but like, he wants it in my golf house. content, too. Like, he takes me oh, golfing. There's and a I, lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna touch the golfer. The husbands get that market too. But <laughs> you should. I feel like that would be a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I, I mean, this was super fun. I think we touched on so many different things. Yeah, like, there's oh, very broad topics. We're laughing. Yeah, we're crying. It. Like that was a lot. It was oh. emotional. We laughed. We cried. <laughs> <laughs> we did it all. Well, I'm glad. Thank you so much. My biggest fear is like, oh, people are gonna find me boring. Like, why would they want to talk to me? So I'm glad. Uh, Girl, we have to, like, switch some of these mindsets you have. Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? Do you listen to our podcast? Because you need to. Okay. I have not, but I will be. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm editing that part out. (laughs) Just kidding. We are not. Yes, I always do. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited for the next one. Yeah, no, but. we uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta you gotta lose that imposter syndrome thing, girl. You, I know. You, you got, got it going on. It. And we are very honored that you chatted with us today. So thank you so much. Oh no! Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Keep being your badass self and doing what you do and pumping out that amazing content because at the very least it makes my day. So yeah, and okay, tell I'm people where they can follow you. you. Yes. Uh, on. Instagram at Adrian Newfelt. And Perfect. that's it. I'm on TikTok, but not really. It's, I know, like you'd who? just be repeating the content anyway. So yeah. go to Instagram. Instagram's better. <laughs> Instagram's where yeah. it's at. Yeah. We're not and <laughs> as always, you can follow us at Herspective underscore podcast. And uh, stay tuned for a remix of one of Adrian's reels with uh, yes. my, me and my husband. <laughs> if Jess would ever do content, we'd maybe get some out of her. If Lauren forces me know. to do a remix, then you'll see that. But otherwise... <laughs> I love it. Enjoy. Y'all know how it goes. Well, thank Uh, you again, Thank you, ladies, for having me. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. This was really fun. It was. Bye. 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 Bye.